Dr. Phil has spent years giving advice on everything from relationships to parenting to addiction. And now he's speaking out about his own personal experience, living with type 2 diabetes for more than 25 years and the physical and mental challenges that he's faced along the way. And he joins us now. So welcome to HuffPost Live. Glad to be here. Thanks for being here. And, uh, well, tell us a little bit about what it is like to, uh, to, to be such a busy individual like yourself <clears throat> and also live with type 2 diabetes. Well, you know, here's the good news. It's, it's manageable. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand because this is one of those diseases that has a stigma. Um, there's a lot of people that feel guilty if they have type 2 diabetes, a lot of shame sometimes that goes with it because people think if you've got the disease, it's because you've been lazy, you haven't eaten right, you've let your weight get out of control. And those, there are some of those factors that can aggravate a condition if you have the disease. But you're genetically predisposed to this. And uh, the truth is that the stigma is just really kind of grounded in a lack of information. And <clears throat> I was diagnosed with the disease over 25 years ago. And I, I didn't go in thinking I had diabetes. I went in to get a really thorough physical because I was having a lot of energy fluctuations. You know how everybody bonks sometimes, you know, where you just, just run out of gas, mm -hmm. but it was happening to me a lot. And I thought, this is just not right. So I went and had this huge workup physical, and they came back and said, you know, good news, bad news. The bad news is you've got a disease. It's type 2 diabetes. The good news is it's manageable. Mm -hmm. Can't cure it, but it's manageable. So how and, do you manage it? Well, you know, it's, it, it's a combination of things. Um, a lot of it is lifestyle, diet, exercise, uh, managing your stress levels, your, your sleep levels. Uh, different medications work for different people. But I, what I found for me is as soon as I knew what I had, as soon as I had an answer, then I think 50% of the solution, any problem lies in defining it. Once I knew what it was, okay, let's do it. And he, he told me that, and I said, okay. Um, let's let's get on this, and I, so I, now I've partnered with AstraZeneca, and I, I remember when he told me, first thought in my mind was, all right, let's get on it, and that's where I am now, 25 years later, with this on it movement. The on it movement, yeah. What does that and, mean? Well, it really means taking uh, a proactive approach to the disease. You can't be passive about this. Or don't give you in know, to it, perhaps. That's right. And you know, the first thing is get moving. And that means really with your attitude. Get past all this shame, get past all this guilt. You're not, you're not to blame for this. I mean, this is in your genetics, it's just happened. Get all that behind you. And then you gotta really get educated. And at the time, there wasn't all this internet. I had to go to the library, I had to talk to my doctor, I had to read all these articles he, he's given me, but now, you can get on the internet and find out everything Google you want right? to know. Yeah, exactly. You can go to uh, AmericanDiabetesAssociation.com. You can go to OnItMovement.com. You can go lots of places and find out what it is. That's so important. You got to get educated because every time you make a choice, there's consequence. You need to know when you make that choice, what's the consequence going to be? And once you know that, 
you can really start making some better informed choices, and that's critical. And what about resources? Uh, I mean, you mentioned, of course, that people can get <clears throat> that information online, but how expensive is it to manage something like this well, for, you know, for the average person? It's not bad, to tell you the truth. You've got, one of the things you've got to do is, is build a team. Uh, and the team is, is centered around your, your healthcare professional. You've got to have a doctor. You, this is not something you want to do on your own because <clears throat> you've got to have lab work and you've got to know where you are in terms of your, your, your blood sugar and your insulin. Also, you've got to have a doc. Uh, you're going to need some nutritional counsel, but if you can't afford a nutritionist, you can get that online. You can get that at American Diabetes Association, American Heart Association. They all have great nutritional resources online. Uh, you're a member of your team. Your spouse is a member of your team. Uh, you know, exercise. If you've got a if you've got a trainer, you belong to a gym. You get an exercise class. Um, you know, that's all important, but you've got to build a team. That's, that's critical. You've got to replace bad habits. That didn't cost you anything. And let me tell you, little changes add up to big differences in your health. Maybe you're on the third floor and you decide you're going to take the stairs every day instead of an elevator. That sounds so cliche, but let me tell you, you add two or 3,000 steps to your lifestyle every day, across a year makes a big difference mm -hmm. in your health. Just those little things. Uh, can make a really big difference. And, and so maybe get a, a fit <coughs> band or something yeah, like that too, exactly. right, to help you monitor it. And it's, those things are so inexpensive these days, so you can really tell. And, and you do have to make a plan. And the difference between dreams and goals, timeline and accountability. I mean, if you're going to set a goal, when are you going to get there, and what are the steps you're going to do to achieve that? And it just takes some thinking. And sometimes people have a hard time getting the initiative on their own, and that's why uh, the On It movement is so important. I've, I've put together the six steps and then detailed what each one of them means. So if you're saying, well, I'm having trouble getting started, then you'll go to that website, and I've laid it all out for you. I put the dots real close together. And then you gotta stick with it. I mean, this is not something where you can really bear down for two weeks and get this under control. You got to create a new normal. Mm -hmm. It's a new lifestyle. But look, it's a chronic disease. There are, yeah. there are well, a lot of them out there. You just have to manage it. But the good news is you can. It. But you can manage it. And the more you, the more you do what I'm talking about, the less time you'll spend thinking about it. It becomes your new lifestyle, your new normal. I, I don't even have to think about is it. Is there anymore. a best piece of advice that you've received from uh, from anyone else on how to manage it? Yes, and it was knowledge is power find out what your body is doing with what you're taking in and what you're putting out. When you exercise, what's happening to your body chemistry? When you don't, what's happening? What's happening when you eat a certain thing? Not only what you eat, but when you eat and how you eat it. Like, for example, I used to, I'd, it was feast or famine. I'd work long hours and then just eat a huge meal as opposed to eating small meals three or four times a day all the difference in the world, even if the calorie count was the same. Huge difference if you're a diabetic. Mm -hmm. And once I started doing that, I mean, things started leveling out for me. Huge difference. Knowledge, I'm telling you, it's, it's getting educated. I have to ask you, since we have you here too, can you psychoanalyze the country for us right now? Uh. <laughs> and, and, and tell us what's going on, right? If you look at the, uh, the 2016 campaign, I think a lot of people, you hear the words anger, frustration, those are all directed towards Washington, D.C., and, and why people are going for candidates like Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump, <clears throat> but how do you see it? How do you gauge well, the, uh, the public and their sentiment right now? 
you know, everybody talks about politics being, um, being local. Um, I don't believe that. I think politics are personal. And I think that uh, as selfish as it may sound, I think at some level, at some point, people say, what's in this for me? What's in this for my family? Um, and I think you cannot <clears throat> yell from now till November. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. <clears throat> There's a lot of yelling going on right now. I don't think you can yell all the way till November. At some point, these politicians are going to have to quit yelling, and they're going to have to start talking. They're going to have to start putting some verbs in their sentences. They're going to have to drop the adjectives with all the superlatives and all the promises. They're going to have to start putting verbs in their sentences and talking about what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And people are going to evaluate that based on how's that going to impact me and my family. And then they're going to start considering how's that going to affect my neighbors, how's it going to affect my community, how's it going to affect our future. But, but for, right now, but for now the adjectives are working, right? I mean, the yeah, but huge, what I'm saying excellent, is, whatever yeah. it is that's being thrown out there. But, but that's what I'm saying. That's fine for now. But isn't that going to get tired between now and November? I mean, how long can you yell without getting hoarse? How long can your adrenal glands work before they finally just say, <laughs> at some point, that's going to get old? But do you think that there's something that Donald Trump is tapping into? Uh, oh, of in, course. The Amer in the American psyche at the moment. Uh, of course. I mean, people are obviously frustrated with what's going on. And here's somebody saying, I, I'm going to offer you something different. I think people are very frustrated right now. And so I, I think that's why people are listening to Bernie Sanders on the Democratic side and Donald Trump on the Republican side. People are frustrated. And, you know, well, they should be. I mean, we're all frustrated, right? We all want different and change, and maybe that'll come about. You had we'll some see. critique from Bernie Sanders on uh, on Fox and Friends saying that, well, he's promising people free stuff, well, right? That, that, that eventually they're going to realize that someone's going to have to pay for it. They're but all po they're all po promising people free stuff. You know, Trump's promising his group free stuff, and Bernie's promising his group free stuff and Hillary's promising her group free stuff. They're all promising their target free stuff. Uh, but, but they, they all claim to have answers as to where that yeah. revenue is going to come from, right? Yeah. Certain taxes. Sure. But when you do the math, I don't think any of it works. That's what I mean. At some point, they're going to start answering hard questions. And But there's time. Now, healthcare obviously is something that we hear debated yeah. a lot too, and so we're talking about that here. Bernie Sanders, for example, <clears throat> someone who uh, takes a lot of critique that he directs at the pharmaceutical industry and, and saying <clears throat> that the prices of our medicines are, are just way too high. Where do you stand on that? Well, I do think that we need to focus on healthcare. There are there are 28 million people that have diabetes, type two, type two diabetes. There are. Um, 86 million people at risk for it. Think about that. It's over 100 million people in America that are either have or are at risk for type 2 diabetes. That's a, like a third of the population. Um, so we have to pay attention to health care in America. There's no question about it. Um, I don't have the answers, um, and I, I don't pretend to. What I focus on is this disease because I have experience with it? Mm -hmm. And I focus on the psychological, behavioral, and lifestyle aspects of it 
because that's what I have knowledge about. So I talk about what I know and not about what I don't. But I, is, uh, could AstraZeneca, I guess, be doing more you know, to, to help the average person? Can't we all? So, I don't know, you don't feel conflicted at all, I guess, maybe taking, uh, working for a company like AstraZeneca at any point? Oh, let me tell you, this is a company that, in my opinion, um, is a great corporate citizen in that here, look what they're doing here in focusing on the behavioral aspects of a disease. When you're teaching people to manage, when you're teaching people to do the things that I'm focused on, they don't make money from that. But what they do is they raise awareness about a disease and make a positive impact on an entire population. That helps everybody that has a disease, whether it's somebody that's involved with them or somebody that's not. That's just, that's just good, that's just being a good member of the medical community. And I think that's a really good thing. And I, I, I'm really proud to put that jersey on. All right. Well, Dr. Phil, thank you so much for joining us you today. You bet. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. You bet. And for more information on Dr. Phil managing diabetes, you can check out the links in our resource well below. And stick around. Much more coming up on HuffPost Live.